Gentlemen, start your engine. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, we're go fly. Guidance, guidance, go. Atomic batteries to power. Surgeon, go fly. Econ, we're go fly. GNC, we're go. Delmu, go. Control, go fly. Procedures, go. Inco, go. FAO, we are go. I'm completely operational and all my circuits are functioning perfectly. Network, go. Recovery. Go! Capcom. We're go fly. Time circuit's on. Flux capacitor. Fluxing. Engine running. Launch control. This is Houston. We are go for launch. Very bad feeling about this. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Live from the bunker, it's Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Welcome, everyone, here in the bunker. Jason Hunt, editor at sci fi for mecom joining me uh, here for a talk about a new science fiction media website, Recursor.tv. One of the founders, E.J. Kavunas, joins us. Hello, sir. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thanks very much for, uh, for taking the time. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, this is, uh, for those of you who have not stumbled across this yet, this is a new website uh, that is uh, focused on uh, indie science fiction video content. Reading the, the press release here, it says it's the only online media platform dedicated to indie science fiction video. So here's here's what I would like to ask you first, EJ. Sure. You and your you've got two partners here, Edward Delechamet and Steve Tao. Correct. How, where did the idea for something like this come from? Because you've got uh, you've got sci-fi out there, you've got uh, a number of different uh, content platforms. Where did the idea for this specific site, this type of site, come from? How did how did you guys come about? putting this together the um so recursor is really the concept behind it is that there there isn't a, a one place online or on any platform now that really serves what we would call more independent sci-fi there are other words for it like grounded sci-fi um modern sci-fi so the idea is that we're really focused on um if people have seen shows like black mirror which i'm sure your audience has or what even westworld things that the type of science fiction that seems um, plausible and that really focuses on technology and how um, how technology is impacting us in a very you know tangible and accessible way. That's the kind of science fiction that um, that we're really um, focused on. So yes, there are there are a couple of other um, places online that that have that you know have have dedicated to science fiction in a very broad sense. Um, we're really focused, and I think that's what differentiates us. And if you look at um, other genres like horror, certainly comedy, um, even a place like Crunchyroll, where you have um, you know a very kind of niche you know focus in terms of one type of content. Right. I think they've been really successful because you know they're really satisfying a need that people have to just you know really um, you know kind of indulge themselves in that in that one um, you know type of of entertainment, and that's what we're trying to do. So Recursor TV is really the idea of it was that was one you know big. Uh, part of the the reason why we created it is we thought felt there was really a need. Obviously, there's a lot of science fiction out there, but it's fragmented. So that's part of the uh, that was part of the the um, 
the goal. The second is, you know, we're just big science fiction fans and it's something we love. And so this is really, you know, a, a passion project for us. So the, the idea here of drilling down into this niche, uh, you know, you're calling it modern science fiction, the technology in, in today's world. So yeah. if, am, am I taking that to mean that at least for the moment, the content that you're going to be putting on there, we're not talking about aliens and spaceships and other planets. We're talking about stuff that would happen here, almost almost like Heinlein futurism, you know, things that could possibly happen 10, 15, 20 years from now, that type of thing. Or are, right. are, are we going to expand the scope at some point where any, any, anything is, is on the table in terms of your content? So I would think about it more in terms of plausibility. So I don't think we limit it. We certainly have, you know, we have a lot of videos on it that, that have aliens as part, an alien contact as part of the, the theme. And that's, that's definitely part of, of what we're looking at. And I think if you look at hard science fiction, you know, that's, that's clearly part of the, the genre. Um, and, it, and, you know, I think frankly, that's, you know, we, I think it's more about the tone of the material and trying to create, um, science fiction that seems plausible. Um, so, you know, there, there are, um, you know, I think if we, I think, you know, looking at the literary tradition is a good, good, you know, spot to, to draw from. And if you look at the subgenres that we have on the site, they, you know, they include things like cyberpunk noir, they include, um, uh, um, you know, things like, uh, alien encounters, artificial life. Those are some, so that those are the way, uh, the, the ways that we're kind of breaking down the genre into, um, you know, the types of content that we're seeing that we think, um, you know, people want to watch. So, um, but, but all the authors you mentioned, I think are, are good. You know, Heinlein for sure is a good, uh, um, you know, uh, comparable in terms of the type of science fiction we want to show. Obviously Philip K. Dick is another, um, but yes, that's the kind of, so I think, I think there's a lot that's in scope. I think, you know, the things we won't be doing would be more like fantasy or, um, you know, other, other types of speculative fiction or narrative that are kind of outside of, you know, more strict definition of sci-fi. The content that's on there now, uh, the big push seems to be on Nina Unlocked. You've got other other shows that are on there, other web series. Uh, tell me a little bit about about this one particular one, though. That's that's the that's how I got uh, right. made aware of what you guys were doing. So tell me about Nina Unlocked. Sure. So so Nina is kind of an ambassador for the set, for the site, and Nina is a. Um, a, a character who um, is going to interview people and it's unscripted for the most part. And so we're going to have a, um, uh, we're going to have ser a series of shows where we've shot six total, three of air, the next three are going to air um, next month on the site. And the, the, basically the, the shows are her interviewing other people who will be interesting to a science fiction audience. So it's filmmakers. We actually interview an astrophysicist from JPL um, we've interviewed, uh, you know, we'll interview other people who are, you know, authors, um, scientists, experts in their field. So the idea is that she's a character who's kind of exploring who she is and what her past is. And she basically has this kind of memory loss that she's, that she's trying to, uh, struggle to, to get past. But at the same time, she is an android. She's an artificial person. And so she has tremendous intelligence and a unique perspective. And so we created the character really to try to be an ambassador for the site and to tie in, um, you know, a lot of the other uh, aspects of what we're doing. And in fact, she interviews people who we feature on the site, including Eli Sassett, who wrote it, who, who created a, a fantastic 
short um, called Utropa, which is being made into a, a series, um, a longer uh, seven-episode series. So, so Nina, this fictional character, is actually interviewing real, real people, scientists and, and filmmakers and creative types. And yeah. So how much of that show then is scripted and how much of it is just off the cuff, whatever happens, happens? The, the first – we did a, a pilot episode really to um, – really two kind of pilot episodes to kick off the character and explain kind of the context and the background. Everything after that is unscripted. She'll have – her questions are obviously scripted, but her responses are, are improv. So it's completely up to her however she takes whatever she gets back from, from her interview subjects, and she has to do all of this in character the whole time. Yes, and we have a, a wonderful actor, um, Lana McKissick, who is portraying Nina, um, who uh, is actually a singer. Um, she does a lot of theater. She does improv. She does. Um, she has a YouTube channel um, that she's, uh, you know, so she's been a quote, you know, YouTube influencer for a long time. So she's extremely talented and funny, and she she's um, really resonated with the character, and she she basically runs with it. So. So what's your model for finding content? Is this something you guys are curating or you're, you're, you're curating the content from people who submit or you're going out and finding people and inviting them to, to send content to you or it's all produced in-house or is it a mix? It's, it's um, almost everything is curated. The only thing we're producing so far is the, the Nina series. Um, we've been curating uh, proof of concepts that have been created um, over several years that are, and we try to find, you know, the ones that we think are the most spectacular and fit and a fit with, um, as we talked about before, the type of sci-fi that we're, that we're, um, focused on. And, uh, we have a, had people submit, uh, content to us. We found other sites that have been, um, doing some similar things that have, um, you know, suggested videos to us. So it's really a curated model right now. We also have, have started to, you know, because of the launch, which was, um, you know, uh, had some publicity around it a few weeks ago. We've had some inbound inquiry as well from people who have, um, you know, videos that they want us to, to look at or new projects. So there are some things that, um, that we're looking at that are, that will be, um, you know, on the horizon that, that will, uh, people have, that are actually bringing to us. So the website is recursor.tv. Where did the name come from? We one of our uh, our partner is Modop, which is a, a digital ad agency. So it's short for Modus Operandi, Modop.com, and it's actually a a, a digital ad agency um, run by a friend of mine um, named Aaron Sternlight, and he they've been a, a really important partner for us. They actually uh, we engaged them very early on, almost a year ago, to help us with a, a branding and a naming process. So we actually went through a process of thinking about. Uh, recursor and a number of other names. And that was the one that we really selected and we thought was unique. And it has some connotations of, um, you know, math, math formula and, and algorithms, which we liked, but it was also, it's a, it's a made up word. Um, so we like that aspect of it as well, which made it, you know, frankly, easier to, to brand and to, and to trademark. Um, and then Modop has also been really critical in, you know, creating the website and um, helping us to, to build out our, our presence online. So speaking of math, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the website and I'm seeing some some news section. I'm seeing some stuff that's not necessarily uh, fiction oriented. Uh, how how much of a balance is there going to be between your fiction content 
and things like uh, documentaries or news content, things that are happening in the industry, things that are happening in you know the space program. Are you going to branch out and expand your content delivery into uh, a more news journalism side, blogging, or is it just going to stay focused on on web series and, and online fiction material? We will continue to have a bit of a hybrid model in terms of content. So we've got, you know, obviously scripted content, some unscripted content with the with the Nina series, and then with the um, the two, there are really two primary news blogs that we have, two two threads. One of them is um, indie sci-fi news. So we're really covering. So the the types of stories we'll cover there are again, you know, filmmakers who we're showcasing on our site. Um, there's a there's a uh, article that we did about. Uh, Raphael Rogers, and we had an interview with him, and he talked. He's one of the um, one of the filmmakers who we showcase, who's made uh, uh, Beyond and Immersion, two two great short uh, proof of concept films. So, you know, the the news part of the news that we're uh, posting will be, um, you know, really reflecting on just kind of diving deeper into some of the some of the um, videos that we're actually showcasing on the site, and then we have another uh, thread which is called Future Now, which is really focused on, um, you know. Looking at uh, events and, and scientific, um, both both um, events, research, and new technology that's coming out that um, you know is really pushing the boundary of what we used to think of science fiction. So you know we talked about you know whether or not you know aliens was was kind of a plausible subject matter. One of the um, articles that we did recently was about a study that was done in Canada, which you might have seen, where they found like 234 stars that had kind of abnormal um, um, uh, light characteristics. And so we interviewed Seth Shostak, who is a professor, who is a professor and a, and a uh, researcher at SETI, the SETI Institute, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. And he talked about the merits of, you know, the plausibility of whether or not that, that could be a sign of, of alien life or not. So those are the types of, we're trying to be very thematic and, and close to, um, you know, the types of, uh, of stories that we think are going to be interesting to, our, to the audience who are watching the videos. Now, how much uh, of, a, of a partnership element is there when you're talking to people like at SETI or, say, uh, close, close here, we're based in Kansas City. Uh, mm-hmm. South of here, there's the, the Cosmosphere down in Hutchinson, Kansas, where there's a, a big science program there. How much are you actively pursuing – uh, any kind of of, of uh, not necessarily a marketing thing, but but a, uh, an information partnership where you're working with the, the people at NASA and and SpaceX and SETI and all of these places in order to get that latest information dump that you can put out to people. Are are they are they cooperating with you? Are they giving you all of the yeah. the, the press releases and stuff that you need or? We haven't. I mean, we're not. We're not a, a. You know, we're not trying to be a news organization. Um, you know, like IO9 or like some of these other you know sites that do that do a lot of editorial and you know really just are really you know create you know finding those those news stories and breaking them. Um, I think we're we're more. I mean, we're probably a little bit more like a kind of magazine style where we're you know looking at we're a little bit more analytical and again really trying to tie back these stories to our, our audience and to indie science fiction. So you'll see a lot of references in the actual copy to, you know, movies that we think are and TV shows that we think our fans will like. So I think we're, um, you know, we're a little, we're not trying to, you know, I don't think this is a place where 
you know, you'd want to see the latest news and, and come back, you know, daily to, to see, you know, some discovery that NASA has, has made. Um, it's more of a place where, you know, if you want to, um, you know, make sure that you're catching interesting stories, um, you know, that, and so we're, we're kind of sifting through a lot of other, other stories. And then the kind of primary work that we're doing in terms of research and news is we were interviewing people. So, you know, we'll have unique, um, you know, kind of quotes from places like SETI and, and NASA and to answer your question, yes, we've had a good response from, from those institutions in terms of, you know, working with us and, um, they've actually, you know, NASA in particular is, is very, you know, there's a, there's a process you can go through as I'm sure you know, to get quotes from people and there are actually some services in Hollywood. Um, uh, there's a, a, a government sponsored group called the science exchange where you can call it, call in and, uh, talk to them and they'll actually refer you to a network of scientists who want to, you know, report on these types of things. So, um, so we've had a very good response from everyone we've reached out to in terms of forming relationships and having people comment on stories. What about uh, audience response? How how has the website been received so far, uh, as far as you can tell? I think it's been it's been very positive. We've had you know really good feedback. We've had you know a lot of people look at it, and I think people think you know there's definitely I think the concept of having a site like this where you know we're really focused on. Um, indie sci-fi, I think everybody has, has really responded to. I think people are surprised at the quality of the videos that we're showcasing um, and that we've curated just because, you know, most of them, you know, haven't been monetized in any way and were made, in, you know, effectively, you know, outside of the kind of uh, studio system. So I think on all those fronts, we've had a, a really good response. Now, when you're saying indie sci-fi, the, the word indie in, in general terms uh, has a tendency – to conjure up this image of the low budget uh, cardboard sets in the basement type of thing, you know, the people right. people with very 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 limited resources. And nowadays, of course, you know, you you have uh, a lot a lot better production value on a lot of these things. But you're still yeah. talking, you know, there's there's a lot of them out there. They're still doing green screen sets. They're still doing uh, you know virtual everything with the effects and such. How uh, how how do these compare when you're looking at the you know, the wide world of indie production? You know, what's your curating process that, to to decide what goes on your site and what doesn't? When you're looking in terms of quality, you're looking at story. What's the vetting process? You know, I think we're we're looking for stories that are um, that are not. Uh, you know, franchise, large franchise, um, uh, you know, stories. So, you know, things that are, and again, you know, we, we love, you know, like the Marvel movies and star Wars, but those are, those are things we're not going to cover. They're extremely well covered in, in other places. And, um, and those are, those are not, uh, that's not, um, you know, content that we would, we would feature We're really focused on, um, you know, again, more, I mean, I would say, you know, if you look at, again, a show like black mirror or, um, or Westworld, um, even the old Twilight Zone, you know, that's more the, the type of thematically, that's more the type of content that we're, we're looking to, to promote. And in terms of, in terms of the quality of the, of the videos that we see, um, you know, it's, it's really, it's gotten pretty incredible over the past few years. I think there's been a huge, um, you know, uh, change in, in the accessibility of, of technology for filmmaking. Right. Um, in the nineties, I worked on a TV show called Babylon five, and, you know, to, to do that was actually one of the first shows that had like completely uh, computer generated effects. 
um, and and uh, CG, all CG as opposed to miniature spaceships and that kind of thing. And to see the the um, the how accessible that technology has become and how how broad you know <clears throat> broadly um, used it is. Not only the the tools itself, uh, you know, people have you know access to you know really high powered um, uh, you know CG creation tools, but also the um, just the 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 uh, you know kind of skill set has really been democratized. That you can Google you know on on uh, YouTube now um, you know really pretty detailed uh, instruction on how to create some of these special effects. So the result has been, um, and I think also on the storytelling side, it's really improved as well. Again, because people are able to, you know, uh, have much broader access to the storytelling tools. So as a result, you see, um, you know, just generally a much higher quality of content, um, you know, that that's available online. And I would say in terms of our curating process, um, you know, it is, it's definitely subjective. Um, we're not trying to cover every, you know, we're not trying to showcase every, uh, short that's out there. Um, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, we're trying to have a pretty high, high bar in terms of storytelling, character, character driven, um, as well as, uh, you know, pretty high production value. So have you had any conversations from, from, I don't say names, but, you know, any, anybody that would normally be recognized, let's say, uh, after after Joss Whedon did the Avengers, he went off and did, uh, you know, he shot this little movie in his house for a couple of weekends. You know, those those kind of things where you have somebody like a Joss Whedon or a Steven Spielberg or a J.J. Abrams that said, you know, I think I'll make a little ten minute piece. Any any discussions with anybody like that, or are these people? They're just anybody and everybody from around the world sending you stuff. It's been, I mean. It- no, we haven't had discussions with with any of those folks yet. Um, I, you know, I think the, we have had um, we have had some you know pr- some of the larger um, uh, you know kind of online OTTs have, have definitely contacted us, and um, we've had some. Um, we've been pretty embedded with some of the the kind of YouTube influencer um, uh, groups and, and MCNs. And they've, you know, some of those contacts we had beforehand, some of, there are some of the MCNs that have reached out to us post our launch. And if you look on some of those channels, there are, there are tremendous, you know, the kind of VFX. I mean, you know, a lot, if you sort of split up the, the categories of, of YouTube influencers, you've got, you know, a lot that are in fashion and, you know, music and other cat and comedy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but VFX really is, is a pretty popular um, kind of genre as well. And there's some really talented uh, you know, filmmakers on online who have created, you know, just very good with VFX and have created that a lot of them tend to be more comic, but some of the, the talent there is trying to do more kind of serious things. So we've had, so in terms of, and some of them are, are, you know, names that I'd never even heard of have, you know, 5 million subscribers. So you have a, a lot of talent on, on uh, YouTube that has, you know, real expertise in doing uh, VFX that, you know, who have, and some of their, you know, they've contacted us directly and we've also had, um, you know, people that kind of represent them contact us as well. So you mentioned those those kinds of networks on YouTube. Uh, it brings to mind Machinima. They just uh, had the announcement recently that they're developing a reboot of Knight Rider with Justin Lin. And uh, it, it now poses the question here I'll, I'll, I'll give to you. Are there any plans for Recursor to do something like that where uh, you become – not just not just recursor.tv your website but also a youtube channel 
network channel that you're that you're uh, bringing together talent there as well, or you're just going to focus on the main site and that's that's where the content's going to live. I mean, that's you know that's a good question. I think our our base case is really you know I mean just to give you our our plan, you know the first uh, kind of instance of the site is really um, you know kind of free free content advertising based. Um, actually, all of our content is on on YouTube today. And we have, you know, like a playlist that, that has, you know, a lot of the same content that's on the site. Um, and so that's going to be sort of our first, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be in this mode for a while, really advertising focused and just building an audience. Um, and then, and, you know, really trying to form a community with filmmakers. I think that's kind of our key first, first step is really focusing on creators. Um, again, that's why we have, you know, the news, the news posts. That's where, that's why we're interviewing, uh, filmmakers as part of our NIDA, um, uh, series is to really try to build a community where, you know, we're, we, we have, you know, like you were talking about kind of inbound inquiries from, from people who like the kind of content that we're showcasing. And then, um, the, the next phase would be more of like a traditional OTT where we have a subscription, um, and if you subscription model, so we would move to more, so it would be more like an app, you know, where you have like an, you know, an S bot type model where, you know, you pay like a monthly fee to get, um, premium content. And in that context, we would be licensing and co-producing or, and or creating, um, our own content. Um, and it could, would likely be, you know, serious content and very focused again on our, on our, uh, you know, kind of core, uh, genre. And that's where you look at, you know, we were looking at Crunchyroll as a model and we were looking at, um, Acorn and there are a number of other, um, there are a few other sites like that that have been, you know, successful with a, an OTT model. That's that's really niche. So, is there an app at this point uh, to download to Android or, or iPhone, or that's that's in the next phase of things? That's next phase, but you can see all of the content. You know, there, our site itself is is iPhone and uh, you know, mobile mobile phone friendly. Okay. Now, if uh, if I'm a filmmaker and I want to uh, bring my content to you, what's the best way to get that to you? There's a portion of the site where you can contact us, send an email, and that comes straight to me, and I'll I'll take a look at it. So they just send you a link, or yeah, there's a place right in the uh, field where you can add a link, just on recursor.tv, and just go to the um, the contact tab. All right. And uh, the website, again, Recursor.tv, what, uh, what social media are you on? Are you doing all of we, that? Yeah, we're Twitter and Facebook are really the primary ones at this point. So there's a Facebook page, Recursor TV, and a Twitter feed as well. All right, and we will link to those as well. And uh, for those of you who are listening, if you have any, uh, any questions, uh, you can go to Recursor.tv hit the contact button. Uh, and if you have any comments that you would like to share with us, the email address live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. And uh, that's going to do it for us. EJ Kavunas, thanks very much for joining us. Thank and you very much. Jason. Good luck with, the, with the site. Looking forward to see more of, of Nina unlocked and uh, we'll see where that goes. Terrific. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Now go take a walk. You sit at the computer too much.